Hell yeah. Welcome to episode 447 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring and as always I'm joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello one and all. Um, the weather is not too hot, but it's nice. If it can stay like this for the next three months before it starts getting cold again, that would be fantastic. Is that going to happen? No. Get ready for Ian in summer complaining it's too hot. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Um, <laughs> Just that one, isn't if, it? When everyone mentions about it being too hot, I'm always reminded of that Simpsons gag of the guy in Panama. Oh, yeah. I definitely should have said that that, that that was an illegal account. Oh, no. My God, it's hot. <laughs> it's genuinely, of all media content, that is one of my favourites of all time. Nice. Hell, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, um, kind of feels like summer is actually around the corner. Let's not get too hot. I don't know why I'm talking about the fucking weather. Anyway, uh, coming up on this week's show, we are going to be talking about Alex Garland's men. Do we like his men? We shall see. Uh, we are going to be talking about Rob Savage's latest dash cam. And we are going to be bringing you, because every single other fucking podcast and YouTube channel uh, about films seems to be doing this lately. But never mind, we want to talk about it. We're talking about our, our, our baby. Um, so we have got a jam-packed one. We'll have news, we'll have trailers, we'll have Twitter questions. Wow. So patreon.com forward slash film bastards we just recorded the latest part of the great bastards our look through the films of baz lerman as we um talked about moulin rouge for about 25 minutes or so so that is available also for patrons there is a poll currently out uh, which will be running for a few more days from when uh, this is out uh, for patrons uh, at the very least, uh, about a new show and uh, what people want. So, do the people get a show of me talking about physical media weekly, talking about the box office weekly, doing both but paying a little bit more, or doing neither, because fuck you. <laughs> um, those are the options. So far, as we record, the box office show is winning. Um and that's absolutely fine. I'm more, I'm more than happy to fucking pontificate about box office for 20 minutes a week or something like that. It'd be US and UK box office and, you know, if anything strikes about international box office generally. Um, but, you know, we shall see. Uh, so patreon.com forward slash Bill Bastards to vote on that. Um, we are a pod syndicate podcast. So uh, please do listen to like-minded shows like the Iron Sequel, Chinstroker vs. Punter, The Rewatch Project, his film, Her Movie, <laughs> Entertainment Landfill. Uh, there we go, I believe. Um, and um, we hope regular listener Dylan is doing okay. Um, I don't know if Mark and Becky have seen this. Yeah, um, I did, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Wish you well, and we're glad that we provided you with some comfort in uh, some bad, uh, rough circumstances. We hope you're doing all right, buddy. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's talk about movie news. So, few things to speak on this week, I think. First off, 
Um, Sony getting absolutely fucking rickrolled by people um, demanding that it be Morbin time again. Um, with the re-release of Morbius in US cinemas into a thousand cinemas and it grossed $85,000 last weekend for a pair <laughs> screen average of eighty-five out of $85. Well done, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit mad, this lot, is it? It almost feels a little bit mean, but it's not, if that makes sense. It... Like, so this all originated in a tweet from someone I'm paraphrasing saying my favourite part of Morbius was when Jared Leto said it's Morbin time and it just <laughs> escalated from that which is incredible um, and it just escalated from there um, Sony just entirely reading the room wrong and um, based, th- I mean this is a film that has is Nowhere near cracking a hundred million dollars. I think it's at around eighty million dollars in the US, and the opening weekend was over forty. So the 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 multiplier on this has been breathtakingly bad. It's not earned the opening weekend of Venom. Let there be carnage, which was released last October, where COVID seemed to be more of a concern for people, um, and yeah. Are we going to see another Morbius? Is Morbius actually going to make any other kind of appearance in the Spunku, the Sony Pictures Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I'm calling Spunku? Um, I Becky, think Mark, yes. Thoughts? I think yes, for the reason being that Morbius globally wasn't a complete disaster. What did it do? It's done uh, over 160. I mean, off of... An 80, 80 million budget. It's the... In this... In this day and age, a Marvel-related film, 160 million worldwide. But I don't think you can call this a Marvel film, though. I think they're a very it's, different it, thing. It, it, it hasn't it's done... It's part done of wrong. the coup, Mark. It's part it, of it's, the coup. It's not done well, but I don't think it's done disastrously enough I don't think we're going to see another Morbius film. But he's definitely going to crop up in something. Becky, do you believe that Morbius will be a big part of Spunku going forward? (laughs) Becky has no opinion. I don't know. I think they want Jared Leto to have his shirt off in Venom 3. Yeah, yeah, I could see the carrots are cropping up. I just I can't see them doing a sequel. What well, if it was Venom? Venom three. It's Morbin time. You see, I, but genuinely, I could see that happening, <laughs> and it being called that mainly because I think that that somebody at Sony would think it would be funny <laughs> to have Tom Hardy and Jared Leto on just a movie set together. <laughs> That would be chaotic. Yeah. Would be funny, though. You're right. It would. Can you imagine them two doing, like, the press circuit? Because they'd either get on really, really well, 
for some reason. Or they'd hate Harvey each other. Up with Jared Leto's bullshit. No, but that that's what could be quite funny. Yeah. It it'd just be a very well dressed I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. It would it would there would be a point because the thing about Tom Hardy is he's, Tom Hardy's had his moments. He it, says his moments, but apparently he's yeah, very he's true. very polite though. Yeah. It's what you always get off people. Even when he's taken down like journalists for constantly asking about his sexuality, mm. he's always very much like, I don't get why you're asking this. Mm. But I mean, I, I, like, from a pro- because I want to fuck you, Tom Hardy, and I'm interested. Are you or are you not gay? He, he so, actually seriously. asked somebody that, didn't he? Like I asked him that. He was like, "Are you asking me out?" So they, no. He was like, "Then why does why do you care?" I, I would one hundred percent double down. I, I, if, if, if even if I wasn't asking Tom Hardy out, I would go. There's a chance. Just asking. <laughs> He's a weird one. Is Tom Hardy? He either looks spectacularly hot or just like absolutely facing the crowd normal. There's no in between with him. He's he definitely is an odd character. Mm. But but I mean like from a process point of view, Tom Hardy has his process as well, and Jared Leto has his fucking bonkers process as an actor, and I just don't know whether they would meld. I. Although I always, and I think if he sent a used condom to Tom Hardy, he'd fucking smack him straight in the face. I, I, I do think, yeah. Can you imagine? Can, can you imagine if Tom Hardy's missus opened up a letter? And went, oh, it's from Jared. Oh, yeah. he'd be like, "Give me it here." Yeah, he's gonna make him eat it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the on-screen magic could be good, but I just don't know whether Jared Leto would survive the filming. Jared Leto is definitely trying to kind of reimagine himself a little bit though. <laughs> is he? Yeah. It's like when he came off his cult island and went, what the fuck's this COVID shit that's going on? <laughs> yeah. I've just been on my cult island yeah. <laughs> with my sex cult. <laughs> it's, ca- it's a sex cult, is it? It's Jared Leto. Of course it's a sex cult. Do you reckon it started off as a regular cult and turned into one? No, I reckon Jared Leto was just only one weekend, bought an Mm. island and started a sex cult. Fair. I'm not going to lie. If I looked like Jared Leto and had his money, I'd be sat there thinking, I might start a sex cult. (laughs) In fact, I wouldn't even think, I'd just do it. Fair so enough. I'm not going to criticise him for start. There's a lot of things I might criticise him for. Starting a sex cult, I'm alright with that actually. No. As long as everyone's... Right. And let's face it, I think most of them are probably, you know, okay with it. I mean, it'd be consensual as fuck. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Have you seen him? So yeah, Morbius and the sex cult, we're all for. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh man, um... That, I mean, I don't really know how to follow that up. Um, right, so... Um, this is an interesting one. And it's a bit businessy, but Ooh, bear wow. with. So, uh, we'll probably talk about it in a bit, but um, Disney released a trailer for a new film, um, Strange World, uh, this week. So, this uh, new Disney animation coming out, uh, like, Thanksgiving period. Now, in France... Disney is going to be sending it directly to Disney Plus. And the reason for this is because the way that 
the French government essentially um, uh, like ha- allow films to be released. So the I'm just going to read what Deadline are saying here. France updated its arcane windows back in January this year, shortening the span between theatrical and the market's long-held 36-month video-on-demand waiting period. But Disney was not among the signatories of an agreement between TV channels, streamers, and the film industry. As it stands, Disney's theatrical releases in France are made available for purchase four months after their debut. They then become available to Canal Plus after six months. After 17 months, films head to Disney Plus for five months. At the 22-month mark, they come off the service and go to -to free-to-air channels for a 14-month exclusive period before then reverting to Disney Plus after 36 months. So, after just shy of two years... Disney Plus get it, but then after two and a half years, they lose it and don't get it back until three years. Yeah, so it's That's 17 bonkers. months, heads to Disney Plus, 22 months, comes off Disney Plus, goes free to air until 36 months, at which point it can go on Disney Plus, if the film is theatrically released. So Disney have gone, fuck that, let's <laughs> just stick it on Disney Plus. I can kind of see their point. Um, yeah. I mean, all credit to France for trying to preserve the sanctity of cinema. But if they're going, look, it's a four-month period, then you can stick it out for sale. Quite frankly, why is it not after a four-month period, do what the fuck you want with it? Yeah. Like... In that is insane, and I mean, I am all for the theatrical experience. And you know, I'm we, we're now in a world where it's basically something comes out in the cinema 45 days later, it's on Disney Plus. Cool, that feels like a perfectly comfortable world to live in. Yep, um, that is fucking insanity, and yeah, fair play, Disney, like, release it. Release it on Disney Plus. How bonkers is that? It, it does seem a little bit odd that one. It, yeah, the but they've always been a little bit odd about rights of France. <laughs> you know, it, it's there's a, like a lot of there's a lot of rights issues that you find out about for why like DVDs and, and X features or couldn't have X scenes in them. You find out it's because the rights holders are in France, <laughs> and they're like, so can't do anything. <laughs> so Netflix, God, this is interesting, right? So Netflix have got a deal, um, where they can now have access to films 15 months after their theatrical release. And at the time before this, they've committed to producing at least ten local films per year, investing about forty million euro. So Netflix have basically gone, "Hey, look, we'll pump money into the local economy, and you know we we can stream films fifteen months after the theatrical release." Fifteen months is still an insane amount of time in this day and age. Yeah, but they've been 
you know, and they're they're having to fucking invest forty million euros a year for the fucking pleasure. Like, I, you know, I mean, France have got got these fucking companies by the short and curlies. Like, they're, it, they're one of, I mean, the, it, the it, few they're one of the few countries that kind of do push back on it a little bit and go. Ah, no, wait a minute. <laughs> fucking nuts like I, I don't know i just yeah that that's that's staggering to me but and and the thing is as well it's like okay it it will probably be in french but you're gonna have a pristine copy of strange world out on torrents unless they give them more language options on disney plus there but you are gonna have a torrent copy of strange world out there like day one yeah and i just I, that's yeah that's that's an odd one that's an odd one um, it, it, like I say, it is one of those weird little legal quirks coming to the fray. Um, I don't know what else we got. Deadpool three is going to be R rated. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, Deadpool three is still happening. Is a what is it? Wallet. Everything had seemed to have gone quite quiet. It felt a little bit like Disney were maybe just kind of waiting and hoping. That everyone would forget about it enough that they wouldn't have to deal with that elephant in the room. <laughs> but I think they know they need it. They they need to be able to make a movie for a hundred million dollars and it make five hundred million. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's another one that I saw that was that had started writing or production or have been greenlit or something like that. That, that I was like, well, I've completely forgotten about that. But I can't remember what it is now. Nope, it's gone. <laughs> It'll come back to me at some point during the podcast. And I'll just randomly shout it out. <laughs> can always do that. Um, okay, cool. So let's uh, let's let's kick on with some trailers. And what have you guys been watching this week? Um, loads have just come out today that we've missed. Mm. Um, quite a busy day, haven't we? We've had quite a busy day, yeah. Um... So I think I've not actually caught that many because I'm just looking and literally all of them... Oh, the Strange World teaser. Uh, I, I, it looks fun. It just looks quite fun. It looks a bit silly and fun. There's not much to it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'll, it looks like one of those ones that I'll, I'll happily watch and I'll probably giggle a fair amount through it. It just looks quite... It's quite energy-driven, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. I like, I like the kind of look of it. It's got a nice, um, I don't know. It, it doesn't look as. It's got a colourful look without it being too, like bright colours looks. Doesn't look like a candy world come to life. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Um, I didn't know this. This was even a fucking thing until this trailer popped up. Yeah, I was the same. Uh, yeah, I don't, it, it does. It does look fun. Um, it looks like a good if it's Thanksgiving, then kind of like November trip to the cinema, just like take yourself off to another world while it's cold and dark outside, kind of thing. Yeah, let, let, let's do it. Yeah, that, that's just kind of yeah. It, it does just it, yeah. I say it just looks quite fun and that kind of. It's got a very adventure vibe to it, and I'm kind of all right with that. I'm, I'm, 
what I'd like out of it is it just to be an adventure Disney adventure movie that isn't trying to beat me over the head with a bit of a story. Which is kind of what I'm hoping for from Lightyear as well. I don't mind the story ones. I really enjoyed some of the story ones. Yeah. The, the, the ones that, that have a higher that, that seem that want to have a higher point. But I just I would just like I'd like this to be what Disney thought Jungle Cruise was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. What was that weird one about a family that came out last year? The Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I haven't caught any of the ones that came out today. So the only other thing I've got is uh, to be with somebody to do the universe trailer. Shaking your head there, Vex, aren't you? Tricked me into watching this shit, didn't you? No, I literally sat you down and went, you're watching this. <laughs> what was a trick? No, you know, you didn't. You made me high-five you and then said that that was tacit agreement and that I had to watch it now. I do that a lot. I mean, to be fair, Bex, Corn- Cornholio is back and he needs TP for his bunghole. I mean, how, how are you not up for that? A, a glorious thing that I saw the other day was I saw a kid doing that in the street the other day. Mm. And I thought, holy fucking shit. Like, on, like it just... it. I... When I first saw Beavis and Butthead do America... That might have been the funniest thing I'd ever seen at that point. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was, it was glorious. I am so looking forward to be with some butthead uh, being back. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm one thousand percent with you there, Mark. I, it, it just, it looks like fun. It looks like fun. The, the, the fact that. I, I don't think, from what my, my judge said about it, was that they're not, he's not out to make it at all, like, political. Because he said that cool. these guys are too stupid to be political. <laughs> he said if it was King of the Hill, it might be different. But... These guys, these two guys, are too stupid to be political. And Paramount Plus seem to be wanting to do a bit of the Beavis and Butthead thing because they're releasing like all of the Beavis and Butthead TV shows at the same time mm. as this goes on Paramount Plus. The re-release and with the original there. songs and yeah, shit as well, with eh? all the original music videos in the middle of them. So Beavis and Butthead, the show, was actually a music show, and what it was was they had a little adventure. They, they had like a little adventure, like a half an hour show where Beavis and Butthead had a little adventure, but, but like a good half of it was them sat on a on a sofa watching MTV and commenting on it in a bit like Mystery Science Theatre. Oh, I think I just remembered the other bit of movie news you had. Well, Joker Folle Adieu is coming. It wasn't that, but that is a good point. Yeah. I, I like the fact that, that that the internet has absolutely wet itself about that with people just crying, why do we need more of this movie? <laughs> and, and, and a lot of other people going, because kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a bit, what are we going to do with another Joker movie? But also, I will watch another Joker movie. But I remember a lot of people going... Why is Todd Phillips doing a Joker movie? It's going to be shit. And then after it going... I remember a lot of people try to tie themselves in knots to say that they didn't like it. I'll imagine watching yeah. that. Yeah. 
I don't remember it too good. It's on my list to rewatch. I've just not got round to it yet. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, there are no details about it whatsoever, apart from the fact that it's happening, and apparently, Joaquin Phoenix is very close to closing a deal to return. Um, to be fair, they're going to be fucking throwing money at him uh, uh, hand over fist for that. So, you know, that film did like a billion dollars worldwide, which yeah. is, is that's mad. I mean, that that is mad that that film did that. And fair play. Um, I need to rewatch Joker. Yeah, over a like billion I'm... off a 70 million budget. Yeah. Yeah, One thing I'll say is, is thing. Todd Phillips, you know, largely for the for the large majority of his career, makes fucking money for studios. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, um, Warner's have had some turbulent times over the last little while with like uh, executives coming and going in this fucking horrible fucking merger that they did with um discovery um and it, it kind of feels like this is one of those things where they're like just throw money at it to make it work because we need a hit um it, it, i i would like to th- i'd like to think joaquin phoenix is not going to come back to it unless he actually believes in it he doesn't necessarily feel like a an actor who's driven by a payday but would probably also happily take a payday if it was offered to him. But I don't, I don't think he needs a payday. I think he's kind of no. fine with it. I, I, I generally don't think that he would do it. But also, I don't think, I don't think Todd Phillips with this one would do it unless he thought I've got an idea. Because mm. it, it's the reason why he kept going back to the Hangover was basically because he. he, he was like we own this. We I can I can finally make a shitload of money off essentially just doing something that everybody thought was dumb and is dumb, but keep giving me fucking money. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, Joker two. We shall what, see. What um, other trailers have you got? So, uh, Blackbird. Uh, which is a uh, new Apple TV film coming out next month. Uh, Taron Egerton playing... Ah, fucking hell. You're all excited there, Ian. I thought it was the fucking Flatley one. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Fucking cowards, Taran Disney Edgerton. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's Taron Egerton, Paul Waterhouser, uh, Ray Liotta. Um, so, I don't, we'll be talking about him later. Um... And yeah, it looks all right. A uh, guy uh, put in jail. Um, don't really know like what happens in terms of the circumstances here. But he's he's basically told if you can go to pretend to like be mentally unstable, go to this other prison and prove that this guy who is on remand and awaiting trial did kill. If he can confess that he killed this girl then we'll let you walk free, which is, is it, a bit like, is it, what the fuck? But apparently it was inspired by true events. Paul Hauser doing a bit of a falsetto and being creepy. We shall see. Um, looked all right. It's on Apple TV+, Plus, but it's not like I'm going to pay any fucking extra for it. Um, yeah, and it will look really serious because it? it's on Apple TV. Um, I thought it was a film. Yeah, I'm looking now. I think it's a miniseries. It's a miniseries? Yeah. 
three episodes, I think. Hang on. Because if it is, that can get in the bin. One season. Fuck you, Blackbird. I'm not watching you. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's, it's under the Falcon's tail, apparently, now. Six episodes. What? Hang on, what? Under the Falcon's tail? It's called uh, Falcon's Tail. On, Literally, on IMDb, the, tra- yeah. Yeah, the trailer says- came out today and it's called Blackbird. Yeah, on IMDb it's got the Falcon's Tail and Blackbird, the original uh, original title, Blackbird. <laughs> no, hang on. I mean, IMDb is probably wrong on this, probably it's still called Blackbird. How the fuck do I... Right, tell me whether you're a film or not, you prick. Hang on. I need to do some investigative journalism. Why have you taken me to the Oh, Apple apparently, apparently it's, going to, it's going to be called Blackbird in the US and the Falcon's Tail in the UK. What? Why? <laughs> oh, this is... I don't like this. This is very confusing. No, hang on. My bloody, my bloody phone is telling me it's called Blackbird. Yeah, it's a series, but it's called Bloody Blackbird. IMDB is a house of lies. Right. Fuck it. Anyway, yeah, I'm not watching that. I'm going to try and remember to cut this bit out. Um, so, um, the world needed a hero. It got Black Adam, which is feels to me like the tagline from a Chris Farley film from the mid nineties. Um, it the world needed a hero. It got Beverly Hills Ninja. You know, it, it I, I, that might actually be one of the um, one of the taglines from that movie. <laughs> I. Awful fucking tagline. Awful tagline. Right, this just looks... Right, Pierce Brosnan is playing a character called Dr. Fate, and he's got a big helmet, and he's hamming it up. Pierce Brosnan, yes please. Rest of it looks drab as fuck in terms of the cinematography. The Rock barely does a facial expression in the entire fucking trailer. Um, It... It... It looks like an advertising campaign in search of a fucking film. It feels like a minimum viable product where The Rock is going to go, 30 years ago I read my first Black Adam comic while drinking some ta-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra. Um, and I thought, oh man, I've got to get muscly. So it inspired me to work with my friends at Under Armour on um, training gear. Anyway, go watch Black Adam. It's in theaters. Yeah, it's it, it, it's so. I haven't watched the trailer yet. But this is it, though. I haven't watched the trailer yet. Yet I know what the trailer already looks like. <laughs> I don't need to watch the trailer to know um, what this trailer looks like, really, because it just. It... Do you reckon that that, that it, it's that everybody has kind of got a little bit done with his bullshit now? Fucking no, because it's coming out the twenty first of October, which is precision tooled to be. If it only opens to forty or fifty million, they could say 
well, you know, it's October. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Just, I'm very much in a place of, I kind of, I don't care about it in any way. No. Whatsoever. No. It's it, it, it. This film feels like it's been it's been going to happen for like a decade now. But during that time, nobody has been actually saying, "God, I can't wait for this to happen." Apart from The Rock. Yeah. Just the the thing is, the trailer itself is such a massive fucking shrug of a trailer. Do not. I, it, it, I don't know. It, even if I was like particularly up for this beforehand, I don't think I'd be coming out of this trailer going that yeah, that's badass. It, I don't know, baffling. Like I'm just waiting for the fucking Rock to be part of the bloody MCU. It, actually, no, he won't be a part of the MCU because thankfully, apart from Robert Downey Jr., no actor has ever threatened to be bigger than the MCU, and I don't think the Rock would be able to take that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's a really, really boring trailer. It really, really boring trailer. Um, but it's coming out at a time where it could probably make a good bit of money. Just feels, feels like just nobody actually cares. No, but I mean, like if Shazam can open to, I, I think it opened to like twenty five or thirty, which was. Good for Shazam uh, at the time, given what it was. Yeah, I mean Shazam did really that, well, didn't it? In the end. Yeah, uh, that that's the thing. It had good good legs and good word of mouth, and I, you know I like Shazam. I'm looking forward to Shazam: Fury of the Gods, um, starring my new like I'm getting too old, but fuck it, she's attractive. Rachel Zegler. Um, that was a bit honest. Sorry, um, she's fine. quite fetching, is Rachel Zegler. Um. Yeah. But yeah, um, where was I? Sorry, I'm just on Rachel Zegler now. Um, <laughs> Black Adam. Um, yeah, I, I give zero fucks. Um, Wame Colette Sarah, good on you for getting your fucking pay and whatnot, but I wish you were making interesting films. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of that to it. It is, I will inevitably watch it, it might be fine, but. It will just if if he was appearing in a, a Shazam sequel, I'd be right with it. But it just it feels like it's gonna be it feels like it's gonna be hard work, Black Adam. It doesn't feel like it's gonna be fun. Nope. And, and seriously, it doesn't look fun. No, it looks it, like it, all it, from anything I've seen of it. It looks like all of the boring, serious bits. Of superhero movies, just a load of those scenes put together. <laughs> oh, just yeah, just you wait, watch that fucking trailer. Anyway, Black Adam, that's it. I think that's all we got for trailers. Um, I t- I, I, I tell you what, let's let's start with Dashcam. Uh, so Dashcam is directed by Rob Savage and stars Annie Hardy. Um, it is the story of Annie playing a version of herself um who does streaming in a car and kind of does kind of like improv songs um 
she goes to uh, she flies from the US to the UK to uh, surprise a friend of hers um, and she steals his car and then um, she's offered some money by the psychic from host to or like the spiritual advisor from host to uh, transport a woman who appears to be having some problems um so becky um what do you think of dashcam um there's there's definitely some bits about it that i really liked um but it comes with some caveats um the biggest one and the most difficult one is i like it but i hate the main character and i get it you're meant to hate her but I think in a horror movie you have to kind of be able to root for the main character to be able to be invested in what's happening um which you can to an extent with a friend but he is a bit wet and pathetic um so yeah she's just a straight up c word and um i think you also have to caveat caveat it as i think it's a much better It'd be received as a much better film if it wasn't following on from a really accomplished debut. If that makes sense. If mm-hmm. this was Rob Savage's first film and Host was his second, I think it would feel more like the right way round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, this this, feel, this Mark- feels more oh, like a sorry. film school project than a film. Whereas Host feels like a film. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Mark? Uh, to, to quote Spike Lee, quoting the British, uh, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I, it's... If what they're going for is having um, a protagonist that's actually an antagonist that you're not supposed to like or agree with, but you're supposed to still feel empathetic towards them on a human level, then I don't think that it... I don't think horror horror is the right medium for that, personally. The thing Uh, is, I think it could have worked if they'd made her as insufferable as she is. And you're not necessarily sympathising or empathising or wanting to survive it or anything like that. You're just along for the journey. Because it does a lot of the horror stuff really well. Some of the bits where like, they're filming themselves in the reverse camera and you can actually see something that they can't see because it's behind them and, and things like that. And a lot of the jump scares and things like that are really quite well done. Um, but she, for me, for that to work, she had to die at the end. Yeah. And, and she done. She done. So it kind of validates her thing. Yeah. I, just, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't get on with it. It wasn't my, wasn't my bag. Um, I'd say horror is one of those things that is like comedy is, is is entirely subjective, but it wasn't the horror that I had a problem with in this. Mm. It was just, it, it, it was basically seventy minutes of a thoroughly unpleasant person uh, character. Sorry constantly just either getting away with it, putting other people in danger, mm. or just shouting random fucking grotesque obscenities that, that 
for some reason everybody seemed to think that, that was around must have thought was really funny and it just wasn't it was kind of tiresome at points mm. I just I didn't get on with it it, it feels immaturely made it feels very childish mm. yeah yeah um I mean, for people who haven't been listening to the show for very long, potentially, um, we had Rob on the show to talk about Host um, a couple of years back, and that was great. It's the first and so you know, so far only filmmaker who's um, and, and, been and kind enough to come lovely. on. And he was fucking... It was a great interview. Like, it was really, really fun. Um, and it... It, it gives me zero fucking pleasure to say that I'm, I'm I, I, I agree with all of this. Um, I really, really didn't get on with it. Like kind of aggressively didn't get on with it. Um, and a large part of that, it, well, the biggest part of that is Annie Hardy. I think that um, having a character be like that yeah, you you certainly don't have to like the protagonist in a film, but if you're go if you're gonna have this person be front and center of what is you know essentially it is a found footage film, it would really 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 help if you had any kind of empathy for them whatsoever. Um, but but I didn't, and you know, there there's definitely a political aspect to that, and um, you know, I'm I'm more than happy to watch films that challenge my viewpoint um but i don't know why i don't know what worth it brought to the film that she was going so hard with the stuff that she was saying mm. um and it yeah like i say it just didn't add any value i think the so the the horror filmmaking at uh, uh, at work here, I I think does does work at times, especially early on. I think the earlier stuff with Angela and like shit, like Becky kind of said, the, the kind of shit happening where the characters aren't realizing it's happening is is well handled. Oh god, that um, bit where they leave her on her own in the car with the camera and her yep. eyes just kind yep. of meet meet the camera and then her masks just start yep. filling up with blood. That bit is. Really, yep. really fucking good. Yep. And there's there's other Ex- bits like that. Like I say, I d- go on. Sorry, and I'm 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 interrupting. No, 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 no. You're good. I mean, it, it's but yeah, that's the thing. There are moments. I I in in terms of the way that these these scare sequences or these gross out sequences constructed feel like they are the people who made host i'm not just talking about rob i mean jed and Gemma, the co-writers of uh host wrote, uh, wrote this with 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 rob as well um and it, it does feel like that that lineage there but you've got this lead character who is just so insufferable and just even without the, the the political stuff, like the end credits that I've seen people like get, like re, like celebrate, where she's freestyle like uh, lines ab- about the cast and crew, it just I I do I 
if it was funny at the time, fair play, but it just didn't translate to the screen. It, um, oh yeah, I was really, really, really disappointed in it. And if Rob or any of the filmmakers are, 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 are did did listen to this, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not. It, it's, it's very, very difficult because. I, I I like them on Twitter and the interactions I've had with them have been great and yep, um yeah and it it just I'm not I'm not sure what happened here and they they, they appear to be very proud of the film and absolute you know fair play different strokes for different folks but it emphatically didn't work for me yeah um, I, I, but I, I, I hope I God, Lord knows I hope for the next one yeah the I think, like you've seen, next Night Terror, is it? Um, Rob's next movie that's coming out, the Stephen King one? The Boogeyman. Yeah, but I think, it's, I think the film's called Night Terror. Oh, okay. Um, let me double check to see if I just fucking pulling that out of my ass. Um, duh, 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 duh. Night Terror, yeah. The thing is, there are large parts. I, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed this a lot more than either of you two did. But I think the bits I enjoyed were like the like the found footagey kind of bits where it's like running around and you kind of try to keep track of what's happening. But it's it's largely when the camera's not on her and she's not fucking speaking. Like she she ruins this movie. The thing is, I I, I can see an an argument being put forward to say that. You're supposed to not like her, and she's supposed to be like that. But then she should die. Um, and then, then she should die. But also, as well, I just, I, I, I do think that it, it's, it's very difficult to watch it from somebody from a point of view of spending pretty much the entire film with that person mm-hmm. is a bit like, I just kind of want them to stop now. Yeah, and I, I've read sort of interviews say, saying that you know that if if she stopped, you know that the whole idea was that if the character stopped. And behave reasonably for literally five minutes, the film would end. But everything that's happening is because of her, and it is. Mm, I get yeah. that. But then at the end, she's fine, and then rapping at the end of it, as I'm, as I think that's supposed to more be the actor rapping yeah. as that. Yeah. But then it just doesn't feel like she was acting that much then. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's just I, I got to spend seventy odd minutes with. Just an unpleasant person. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, th- that that was a that, that that was a difficult review. Not gonna lie. It was. Um, yeah. Like you said, because it it it, it it's you know <laughs> it's one I think we didn't want to. I don't really mean. Oh, I think people we were that, all pretty psyched about it, weren't we? Yeah, we were because it, it's people. What is it? Was pumped. And it's it, it's that thing of I'm very much looking forward to what they all do next. Just this wasn't it wasn't for me. No, not everything's made for everyone, but I don't really see who this is for. But plenty of people I, seem to be I, having I, a really I, good time. I, I could with say it. it, but it might sound me. <laughs> plenty of people seem to be enjoying it and having a really good time with it. So fair play to them. Yeah, uh, definitely shit. Yeah, definitely shit. 
you know, I'm going to go touching cloth because as much as I hate her in it, there are there are really big chunks of it that I do like. Cool. So. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree... There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join... Anna. And Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for The Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Um, let's all change places and do men. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, yeah, no, interesting. Let, yeah, I, I feel like we're going to do this in order of pumpedness this week. So um, <laughs> let's move on to Alex Garland's Men, uh, which uh, stars Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. Um, so uh, this concerns a uh, woman played by Jesse Buckley who, after the recent suicide of her husband, uh, is getting away from it all. But what is she not getting away from? Loads of men uh, who all are played by Rory Kinnear. 
face. So, <laughs> yeah, what a face. So, Mark. You had a question to like ask that's men? spoilery, didn't you? You asked me to remind oh, you. Yeah, actually, no, I do. Yeah, all right, let's lead off with that. So, all spoilers all the time. Um, so, you had multiple walkouts in the last 15, 20 minutes of the film, yeah? Yes. <laughs> um, how many times had he birthed himself before they walked out? One at the first, where two people walked out. He'd done the first and he was starting on the second and they were clearly just like, nah. Nope. <laughs> literally, two more. <laughs> who were the guys from... Who were, there was like a foursome, two guys and two girls, wasn't it? Mm. And it was the guys who got up and left and the yeah. girls didn't. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. And yeah, and, and the, the the older gentleman out of the team, I'm guessing it was it was a family, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. Was an awkward family. There, <laughs> kind of went. The couch went. Wow. God went. Nope. With <laughs> 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 the thing wow. was. Everybody kind of like, it wasn't it, everyone kind of reacted to him saying no by just kind of laughing, but not laughing at him. Absolutely, kind of going fair enough, laughing mate. I in think agreement, yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, incidentally, it was our first time we went to Parkway, didn't we? Which is a little independent. I didn't have a few, but it's an independent cinema uh, that's in oh, Beverly. Nice. We went to that, didn't we? Really yeah, nice. Really, really nice. Really nice little yeah. cinema. Um, you know, we they do a lot of retro screens there that I think we're going to go to, aren't we? We've got a fucking Blade Runner. We've oh, got a Blade great. Runner. And like, they've got quite a lot of, like, the, the, it advertises quite a lot of re- retro bits, doesn't it? Yeah. And it was like a really, like, it, it, it's it, it's handled like an old school cinema. Mm. So, like, the, you know, the, they're all there. Like, they're all quite well dressed, all the staff yeah. that were there. But not, not, but they all felt like quite, like they quite enjoyed their job. Everyone yeah. was quite smiley. It didn't have that, that depressing feeling that sometimes cinemas can have. Mm. Like, that everybody is just super rushed. <laughs> uh, yeah, enjoy nice. that. Um, we're going to keep our eye out, Artley, because they do a, we keep our eye out for stuff, because they do a, they do a, a yearly plan, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, for us, it's it's quite difficult to get to Cineworld sometimes, isn't it? Because it's quite a way away. Difficult to get to, it's just we, we have to, we we have have to allow to, yeah. for the time. Whereas Beverly's half sure. the distance. Yeah. Um, so we're going to keep an eye and see if they're showing most of what we end up going to see at Cineworld. If they're showing it at Parkway and the times kind of look like things that we could have lined up if we'd gone there instead. We might we might ditch Cineworld and just use Cineworld for IMAX in York. Yeah. As and when. Oh, fair enough. Movie by movie basis. The part where it works out about eight quid a month, doesn't it? No, 11 quid a month, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. not too shabby. Yeah, we're going to look into it. Because yeah. it was nice, screenings were nice. Uh, screenings Parking were good. to quid for three hours. Yeah. So it's good. But, yeah, but anyway, back to the film. Mm. Damn it, you've taken mm. one of my two positives off me. <laughs> anyway. Carry on, Ian. <laughs> Uh, no, no, but I mean, Mark, what did you think of the film? I liked it. <laughs> How big that sound wave is. <laughs> I liked it. I, I had a good time. I feel I felt a little bit as we were walking out because everybody else, even the people that had stayed, were like literally looking at each other, like strangers, and going, "What the fuck?" 
and you yeah. were looking at me. You know that moment in the um, in the Simpsons in Friends where Rachel makes the trifle, mm. and and then everyone's talking about how disgusting it is, and then Joey's just sat there just going, "I don't like, I like it, I don't mind it." I felt a little bit like that. I yeah, I liked the trifle more than I liked this movie. I liked it. It was atmospheric. Um, Jesse Buckley's great. Um, I think I, I like Rory Kinnear as an actor. I think he's a really good screen presence. I thought he he pulled off the different creepiness of the characters, and it what he managed to do with them is none of the characters that he's playing actually feel that. Um, that's kind of they all feel creepy but none of them feel sinister none of them feel like there'd be an actual genuine threat to her in a singular basis even Naked Man even Naked Man with all of his leaves stuck in his face they don't feel threatening to her like she could quite easily fend off any of them and she kind of does quite easily fend off any of them but they all feel this weird like sense of, of of creepiness and then the I may be fucking way off bat but the whole literal man baby fucking thing of them all just rebirthing the different versions of the man babies kind of I got the idea behind it I'm not quite sure that, 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 that Garland managed to pull it off in the way that he wanted to um, and I don't think it was as powerful as he thought it was going to be, it was just quite funny <laughs> towards the end of it. But so, I, I I had a good enough time with it up till there. And then even when it started doing that, I think because I was having a good time, I was willing to go, <laughs> all right then. So, but I don't think it's trying so, to be funny. So it's failed at what it was trying to do. Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I think, it, I think it, it achieved what it was trying to do. But it accidentally did it in the wrong way. No, I think it thinks it's really fucking deep and it isn't. I'm just going to back Mark up in terms of... I thought the ending went on for so fucking... Like, just the fact he gives birth to himself like five times. It just went on and on so much that it did just become funny to me. Uh, oh, no, but no, I agree with I, that. I'm, I'm just saying I don't think it was meant to be. No, I think it was meant to be. I don't, no, I don't it, it was meant to no, be. No, it wasn't. Which is why I'm saying that I, I think I think I got the message. I just don't think I got the message the way that he wanted to deliver it. it like straight up, when it's that shot of Rory Kinnear's mouth and the legs, co- like the feet coming out of it, I burst out laughing. Yeah, like no one is, and no one else in the cinema was laughing. Oh, believe like me. pretty much everyone in our screening was laughing at that bit. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's um, interesting. And the yeah. thing is, you knew it was going to be her husband as well. Oh yeah. I, I, do you know what? I was so just like Rory Kinnear is playing all these people that I didn't. I, it I, actually took me by surprise. It I, was the injuries. It was the injuries that that, that, that gave it away for me. Yeah, I, I, you see, I read up on it after, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah," because it's supposed to mirror how he was how like he, found, yeah. and it was that, like, "That's it." It was, I, it was that, that 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 made me go, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I anyway, I, yeah, I didn't get that at all in the moment. But uh, Bex, um, you don't don't like men at all, do you? 
I like men as a concept. I don't like men the movie. If I if I'd been on my own and you hadn't been there, I would have fucking walked out way earlier than everyone else at our screening. What point? The bit with the deer. Okay. Yeah. The bit where you're absorbed yeah, into sure. a dead deer's eye and then spat back out of a mouldy <laughs> dead deer's eye. I would I would have just left. The weird thing is there, right? So with that, right. The what are they called? Maggots. No, the the thing that falls in a deer's eye that you can blow on the flower things, that the weed things, aren't they? Dandelion. Is it dandelion? Uh, is it yeah. dandelion? Yeah. The, yeah. the dandelion thing falls into the deer's eye, and then we come back out of it, and the deer's essentially rotting more and covered in maggots, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when um, naked Rory blows the dandelion into uh, at, um, at Jesse Buckley, one of them goes down her mouth. Yeah, she breathes. Yeah, in. she breathes one of them in, right? Um, that goes nowhere. No, I was like, oh, is she going to get infected with this like kind of weird folky magic that's making all yeah. this weird thing happen? No, nope. No, I enjoyed Jessie Buckley's performance. I thought she was very, very good in it, mm. and I very much enjoyed the point, the very obvious point in the film where she's clearly just fucking done with being a victim. And she starts being mm-hmm. like, absolutely fucking not. Leave me the fuck alone. And um, and, and I, I, I thought she was really, really, really good in it. But I fucking hated the movie. That moment, was it when she was she was in the doorway and looking at him and then almost just went, oh, for fuck's sake, and yeah. then just walked back in the house? Yeah. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant! Yeah, with the where all the different ones are birthing them, it's just just she's just done. No, before that, I think there's a bit where it's it's almost like it's the first birth. It's like literally she's watching him on the ground with the big belly, and then it happens, and then she just kind of goes, "Oh fuck this," and then (laughs) go goes back in the house. I, I, I think it's like, it's I, a really, really, really strong performance from her. I'm just really sad that it's in this film. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, right, I kind of enjoyed this film in kind of in a way that I just enjoy just watching mad shit and just being like, that was fucking bonkers. Um, I think Garland has palpably failed to do whatever the fuck he was trying to do with this. Like really, really big fail, and it was like, did did you guys see that the writer of Anni- the book Annihilation reviewed Men and fucking slated it? Ooh. <laughs> um, it, and it, it, it's what what is it actually? The thing is, what is it actually supposed to be about? Cycles of violence with men, basically. I I think I I think that's cool. So, Rory Kinnear being all these men and her not seeing, seeming to notice that, like, why? Like, what, what? It's a film that I swear Alex Garland has written knowing that he didn't really know what the fuck he was doing and he's just going to hide behind, well, it's up to you. And none of the fucking theories that come up are actually that interesting. The thing is, none of the explanations are that interesting. If it's anyone except David Lynch saying that, I just think, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But 
up until it went mad and it was like right okay this is tense there's some decent horror moments at times that like the simple like when she's talking to her friend on facetime and he's just outside yeah and she's not noticing and the way that builds up i like i thought i thought that was i thought that was terrific um and and, and there are moments and i like the the first guy that she meets the uh, forbidden fruit guy and like how he actually becomes kind of likable oh, like I, I i thought yeah Oh, I really, I was really rooting for Jeffrey not to be like a Roman. Like he was, they, they were all like a split of some kind of because they were kind of building up this kind of folklore kind of element to it, weren't they, with the altar and things like that? I was hoping it was some kind of folklore deity that had kind of split elements of itself across these people, and they'd all ended up with the same face, and that like Jeffrey was the good one. But no, yeah, just yeah, men are all the same. They they are what products is... of other men and they're all shit what, what, is basically it what does jeffrey do it i i i think i'm forgetting something what does because Je- the last thing i remember jeffrey doing is him saying that thing to her and it being like what it's like oh it's what my dad told me when i was like seven or no, something no he, he, he drive a car into her yeah she no, no oh, she wants him on with the car accidentally and then he takes the and then car. he takes the car yeah but then he tries oh, to, he tries to remain, oh. yeah that's right. Sorry, I forgot that was. Je- Sorry, forgive me. That was Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a shame. It um, is a shame because he was he was quite. I really liked Jeffrey I, and his awkward jokes. Yeah, I, I quite I, I, I'm quite amused of accusing everybody of scrumping of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I, and that's I, you know fair fucking play to Rory Kinnear because. My word, if you got to have trust in your fucking director to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bloody hell. And I, I you know, I, I think he acquits himself well. I think Buckley is great. Spectacular mistake me. having him as a child, though. The child one, I agree with you on, yeah. But can you imagine it's reading the, crit- the script, though, and going, So, Alex, I, 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 I give birth, yeah. How do I give birth? Out of your butt. All right, cool. This is the second time I give birth. I give birth at my butt again. No, no, no. You grow a vagina on your stomach. Oh, okay. And the third time on your back. All right. The last time, well, actually, it just comes out your mouth. Right. So no vagina then. No, it just comes out your mouth. It's fucking stupid. It's it's the priest for me. It he looks like David Williams, and it, I swear mm. it felt like Little Britain did a horror special. Um. And it it just it it feels like on paper didn't really quite know how he was going to visualize it, and then just kind of fucked it. But mm. as a, as just an experience, I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I'm the same. Just it, just like a. It's not boring. That's the. It's never fucking boring. There's constantly what the fuck's happening now then about this film. Um, whether it's like genuinely impressive, generally scary, genuinely good acting, or just bonkers, what the fuck, how many times have you given birth now? Um, like, okay, why is this alter shit happening? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, like like I said last week with Annihilation, like I was never that fussed on Annihilation. Gave it another watch. I was like, fucking hell, this actually works. 
maybe men will do the same but for me it feels like a film that because i noticed in the credit because i even stayed through the credits just in case there was actually something at the end there wasn't um but there were quite a few credits about covid stuff like covid supervisor blah 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 and it felt to me like alex garland banged out this script in 2020 got funding for it and shot in 2021 and it was okay we'll give you this money it's a small budget there's basically only two actors in it and we can set it in the countryside so like there aren't going to be people about if it i swear if covid hadn't happened this film would not have happened and you, it, COVID. It, yeah and it, it the thing is we've got we've got a few films coming. so we've got men we've got don't worry darling and we got she said all kind of coming out like this year like she said might be january february over here but within this kind of like award season corridor and it's like the whole me too stuff the repercussions are now being felt cinematically i've got to say i'm a lot more interested after men i enjoyed men i'm a lot more interested in female voices talking about the toxicity of man than I am Alex Garland. I'd said this student I've actually yeah. come out of the cinema is the issue is um I don't the whole I the ideal the, 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 the theories that this is putting across, I don't have a problem with them being shown on screen. Um but Is he really read the right person to do it? Yeah, it, it, you know like you say it I, it coming from a, a lot of the time. I don't. Think, I don't have a problem with it coming from a guy necessarily, a, a male director. If it's a female writer or a male writer, if it's a female director, but it just seems a little bit like. And I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that something's going to happen, or I know anything, or I've heard anything, or anything like that. But often these these quite championing of men are all shit men male filmmakers writers etc often just really fucking like creepy shit ends up coming out about them yeah. <laughs> they end up it been a bit like yeah you, you were a bit of a wrong <laughs> and so you're kind of like going oh no what's going to come out about Garland <laughs> yep a little bit yeah and it's but, but I enjoyed it I do think it's a geostorm I'm I'm definitely not shit. I thought it was well acted enough, and it had some bonkers fucking shit. And I was entertained, but I I fully think at points I was entertained when I wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I I think I got I think I got the message. I just don't think I got it the way that that um, that Garland was trying to deliver it to me. Yeah. Um, where are you, Bex? If I had my Suspiria this year. Nope. No. This can't be. You can't use your Suspiria on this. This is shitter than shit for me. I hated, fully, passionately fucking hated this film. Fair enough. Our audience poll. <laughs> Definitely not shit 11%. Touching glass <laughs> 22%. Shit 67%. The audience yeah. agrees with you, Rebecca. And I mean, to be fair, it has landed with a fucking fud. Yeah, it has. Like, considering it's the new film from Alex Garland, it has fully disappeared. Um, 
Yeah, all right. So, um, Bex, have you watched anything by yourself or have you just been reading books in your big chair? <laughs> I have finished another two books since we last spoke, but have I watched anything on my own? Um, I watched the weird 2006 movie, 2016 movie Beyond the Gates. The VHS, what is it? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the Barbara Crampton? Yeah. yeah. What? How was that? Really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, we watched cool. it a bit back, didn't we? And I wanted to rewatch it. It's just, it's quite, um, quite low energy for the most part for a horror movie. It's just like these two brothers try to clear up their dad's estate, but then like Barbara Crampton's really fucking creepy in it. Like the fact that she she'll ask him a question or she'll ask him to like set up the game board or something like that and until they actually do it she just stares at them and rocks on the screen um it's it's just really good it's really really good fun it looks good as well yeah i remember really enjoying it it does it does well with whatever money it had i would say Mm. hmm yeah. I need to check that out. What's, yeah, okay, cool. I'm assuming that's on Shudder or something. Yeah. Um, we haven't got Shudder, so it can't be on. What's it on? What did I watch it on? I think it might be on Prime. Okay, cool. Uh, hang on, I'm finding out for you. Bear with me. Yeah, it's on Prime. Sweet. Cool. Yeah, really good. Strong recommend. Is that all you've watched? Yeah, on my own. Yeah. What have you read? <laughs> <laughs> I finished The Island of Dr. Moreau. Um, and then... So we're all right to watch The Island of Dr. Moreau then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I read Fahrenheit 451. And now I'm reading The Illustrated Man. Very exciting time. Nice. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Shall I do what I've watched on my own? Do it. I watched Beavis and Butthead do America. Fucking idiot. Hell yeah. <laughs> because... Because obviously the Beavis and Butthead trailer came out and I'd completely forgotten that that was happening. Mm-hmm. So when uh, a poster came out, I was like, wait, is that real? And then the trailer came out like later on the same day, I was like, oh my God. So yeah, so while I was um, away working for a couple of days, um, on the night I decided, right, I need something to watch, but I only had like, I had, like less than two hours. Because mm. uh, by the time I got back to my hotel, I had something to eat. And then I had to get up early and get back to work. Um, yeah, I'd like, I had to look for a 90 minute movie. Um, something that I could watch on my iPad while I sort of sat down. Be with somebody, do America. I remember seeing this at the cinema like three or four times. I think it's four times I think I saw it at the cinema. Um, and it just being just just a really fun time. Just It's, it's so, when you go back and watch it now. It is so juvenile. It is so stupid that you can kind of see why it was very much a a thing at the time where it spoke to a specific generation, and you had like a lot of like that generation. I, I would think all of them, their parents will have all said pretty much the same thing: of it's just too idiots sat on a sofa laughing at each other what is even funny about that and the thing is it kind of is just two idiots on a sofa 
laughing at each other. But for some reason, it's really funny. And I just, yeah, I love that. The fact that you've got, I mean, weirdness of having um, Demi Moore and Bruce Willis um, doing the voices for it is great. Mm. And the stupidity of Bruce Willis's character hiring them to um, do his wife. And because they're that stupid, they think it's to literally do her. Have you never seen Beavis and Blair do America, Becky? Only once, long time ago. I think you need to go back and rewatch it. I will not. Why? I don't like it. Well, you have to watch it at I don't some like point. The characters. You have to watch the, the new one. Oh well. <laughs> I think we've only got one that we did together as well, haven't we? Yes. Should we do that? We've got one that we watched together. Yeah. Well, yeah, we did. We did three made three feature films, didn't yeah, we? we? Did, yeah. Yeah. You know, Moulin Rouge. And you were away. And I was away. That was a sad time. Two days. When you were away. Yeah. Missed you. I'm incredibly missable. You are really missable. I am. I like your face. I, I, I have a missable face, it's true. Don't do well when you're not here. <laughs> Can't really figure out what to do. I had a chicken burger just for no chips or anything. Just a burger. Just a sad dinner. Yeah. I had a, I had a disagreement with a barman. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. About what? Dis- I'm not a disagreement kind of person. But What, what happened? So, the the hotel I was staying at was really nice, um, but it's about a quarter of an hour out, outside of where I was working, uh, and I knew I'd read that the that the um, the bar stopped serving food at nine o'clock, but the restaurant was open until half past ten, but I couldn't book in advance for the restaurant, um, and I didn't finish work until twenty past eight, and it was quarter of an hour away. So I literally, I got there at like um, 25 to 9, quickly booked in, said to them, oh, does, is the bar still serving food? Yeah, it serves till 9 o'clock. What about the restaurant? Oh, the restaurant's fully booked up tonight. So I, I knew that I had to go to the bar to get food. So ran upstairs, threw my bag down, quickly got changed, went down to the bar, went up to the bar and was like, oh, can I have a pint of blah? And can I have to see the food menu? Ordered my food at the same time so I didn't end up kind of taking it too close to nine o'clock and been that dickhead. Um, so I just wanted a burger because it, was, it wasn't an extensive menu, let's say. And then he brought it out, put it on my table and I had like no cutlery or anything. And so for anybody out there who has a substantial beard, let's say, <laughs> eating a burger is quite a difficult thing if you have a big beard. So you do have to sometimes knife and fork it because otherwise you're just gonna have a, you have a beard full of of just sauce and meat juice, uh, and this was a juicy looking burger. So I asked for a, a knife and fork, which I think is a perfectly reasonable thing to ask for, right? Yeah. I got greeted with, "I'm sorry, um, we don't um, we don't do cutlery at the." For the bar snacks. Yep. So what? I kind of looked at a burger and went, it's a burger, mate. It's not really a bar snack, is it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but we, we don't do cutlery. Cutlery's through at the restaurant. It's like, okay, could you just go through? Same building, by the way. Yeah. And not like the other wing of the building. Mm. Like, 
like a, like a 30 second walk it's like could you just kind of go and grab me some cutlery though because I can't, I can't it's quite hard for me to eat with a beard and I just I'd, I'd like a knife a fork <laughs> oh no I'm sorry we, we, we don't do cutlery in the in the bar it's like right Either you go and get me some cutlery out of the restaurant, or I go or I go and get some cutlery out of the <laughs> restaurant. And I think you're probably going to do it in a more polite way than I will yeah. do, because I've just worked like a twelve-hour shift and driven for like four hours today. So I kind of would just like a knife and fork. Well, it's a weird thing to get into an argument with a customer about. It. But he was re- the, the thing was the guy was really polite about it. Yeah. But I just couldn't see why he wouldn't just go and get me a knife and fork. Weird, isn't it? And then when he did, he brought it back. I was like, oh, there you go. I was like, thank you. He's like, you're welcome. But not like in a pissy way. It was the middle bit that was just really odd. The fact that he wouldn't give me a knife and fork. And I was looking around and there was quite a few people in the bar eating. I was like, nobody's got a fucking knife and fork. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was thinking, wait, am I the dickhead here? I don't feel like the dickhead. But. I mean, and you usually are. But um, but yeah, it did make me feel a little bit like I might have been the dickhead. No. Yeah. No. Oh, bit of breaking news. Ooh. Blonde is officially NC seventeen. Is it getting a cinema release? That, well, in the US, I'm assuming probably not. Yeah. Well, What's the last film? Did get NC seventeen to get an actual cinema release? Was it Blue Velvet? God knows. Oh, so Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine? Yeah. What, the... Michelle Williams? Yeah. Huh. That's a bleak fucking film, is that? Yeah, it, that, that got an NC-17 in, in the US. Because it showed a guy going down on a girl. It's brutal. Yeah, that, 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 that gets... That, that normal, normally always gets an NC-17. Very repressed over there, aren't they? Weirdly, mm. yeah. Hmm. Probably why they keep shooting each other. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. Surprised it's not more women. <sighs> Fair comment. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that's. I, I, I'm both looking forward to that and a little bit apprehensive about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's because is it? Yeah, because it, it, it's it's Netflix, isn't it? Yep. So it's probably just going to land on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. And there's no like release date set for it or anything, is there? Nope. Hmm. <laughs> we shall see. Oh fucking hell! Something, something's gone on with that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's almost like all Andrew Dominic pitched to. What he pitched to Netflix was, and went, it's a Marilyn Monroe um, biopic that is starring um, Anna Armas, and the Netflix executives just went, <gasps> and then just as the rest of it was talking, they didn't hear any of it. All they could <laughs> see in there, they were just looking at the distance, just seeing money, and we're just hmm. going, oh my god! And then he stopped saying and went. Yeah, and then she she dies, and they went sold. 
<laughs> anyway, that new job looked kind of went out and went, really? I can't believe they bought that. <laughs> and then mm. when they've turned, when he's turned it in, they've gone, oh, sweet crap, what's this? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because people, you know, quite rightly or whatever, idolise Marilyn Monroe if it's, if it's a, just a, a horny little fucking film starring Anna de Armas, I think it's going to piss a lot of people off. I don't think it's that. I think it's... It, it, it just shows the the manipulative way that the, that the that she was used essentially mm. the, 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 the the Marilyn Monroe persona in comparison with the actual person are two very very different things yeah you know yeah. There's, there's one yeah. there's, there's one actual bit that I remember um, reading somebody talking about blonde the um, the book. That they were saying about when they were um, sort of doing research on it, that one of the interesting things was of everyone they spoke to, and every candid photo you saw of her, they said there was always one um, thing that that you they noticed of every single one, and the thing that everyone mentioned was she constantly had a book with her. Yeah. Every photo is was her that was candid. That was what is it? She was reading. She, she was constantly reading everything and she just had this persona of this... Airhead. Yeah, yeah. of this dumb blonde. And actually, she was actually really quite smart. Yeah. But because she was quite smart, she surrounded herself with very smart people who thought that she wasn't quite smart enough. Hmm. Mm. Going to be a fascinating movie. Or an absolute yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It's hmm. a really good cast. Well, anyway, yeah, so the film that we watched... Forgive yeah. me for interrupting. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, we watched Unlawful Entry, didn't we, with um, Kurt Russell and Ray Liotta. Yep. Yeah. You're in a Ray Liotta place. I'm in a really, really Liotta place now, yeah. 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 Um, yes, oh, we've... and Madeline Stowe. And Madeline Stowe, yeah. Um... So, yeah, it, it, it's one of those ones where I, I remember Unlawful Entry being one of those films that, because obviously back in the VHS days, when you used to rent VHSs, it, it was basically, you got a load of trailers at the start of them. And it, it, it was kind of part of the experience of renting a movie, was watching these trailers, because it was pre-internet. So mm. it wasn't really like what happened with DVDs as such. If you wanted to know what was coming out in a few months yeah. to rent on VHS, or what might even be out around about now at the same time as this one, the rental trailers yeah. were where you got where you got that information from. And so Unlawful Entry was one of those ones that was on a lot of on a lot of the trailers that was going there. So eventually I just went, fuck it, and just picked it up and watched it. And kind of remember enjoying it. But it's one of those ones I've been meaning to go back to for years. Mm. But has never cropped up on anything, um, and eventually we we decided to give it a go, didn't we? We did. Um, and it's 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 a good film. So the, have you ever seen this one, Ian? No, 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 I haven't. So, um, Kurt Russell plays a like a club owner promoter, doesn't he? Yeah, he seems to go around places. Finding buildings and setting up clubs. Seems to be yeah. Thing, don't it? yeah, and he's it's so he him and his wife Madeline Starr um, basically have a break in at their house at the start of the movie, don't yeah. they? 
Um, and um, the, the the guy ends up holding a knife to Madeline Stowe's throat, but then gets away. Kurt Russell feels a little bit emasculated, emasculated by it, but then also quite kind of sorry that he couldn't have done more. Mm. One of the police officers that turn, turns up is really Otter, who takes a shine, shall we say, to Madeline Stowe. I mean, can you blame him? No, I mean, everyone takes a shine to yeah. Madeline Stowe. Um, takes it a bit far, though, doesn't he? But then he... But he kind of befriends them, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, helps them get security set up at the house and befriends both of them. Um, but then gets... He... Basically about... And spoilers for a fucking 30-year-old movie. But about a third of the way through the movie, he... Probably not even that, is it? No, no. Um, he takes uh, Kurt Russell's character on like a ride-along. Um, and at the end of the ride-along, what he essentially hasn't told him, he goes, I've got a surprise for you. Drives to a crack den and pulls out the guy who tried to rob their house. And basically says to Kurt Russell, right, go on. Yeah, because Be- Kurt Russell had made a comment of, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could just... See him again, I'd beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he? it's like, beat the shit out of him. I'll just say he resisted arrest, it's all fine. Yeah. And then when he does it, yeah, wow. when he doesn't, really otter goes full really otter on him. Um, but from that moment, really otter's character then decides that Kurt Russell's character is just. Doesn't deserve Madeline stuff Because he can't look after right. her, he can't protect her. So he deserves her, because he can give her what she wants. Which she is she just obviously doesn't get any say in safe. this matter. Yeah. She's being overtly nice to him, but like it, I think she just thinks she's being nice to him, doesn't she? Yeah, I don't think. And he reads it as, well, no, she wants she wants a piece of the rear. Um, yeah, it's just a good nineties thriller. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, it's under two hours long. It's got a threatening enough, really, Otter, who is great in it. Oh, so creepy in it. Yeah, Kurt Russell being. That sort of era of Kurt Russell, where he was trying to not play the constant hero. Yeah, um, it doesn't really wash that, mm. does it? Not as him. much, no. But you had things like this and Breakdown, and Breakdown um, good. what was the one he did that we watched recently with the airplane? That one. That one. One that had Steven oh, Seagal. Uh, fuck executive decision. Yeah, one where Steven Seagal literally pissed everyone off to the point of where they killed him off straight away. Um. But yeah, he was doing a lot of those, um, and it was when Madeline Stowe literally, the world was in love with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching him? Nice. Uh, so I've got a few. Um, so, um, bear with where's my? Yeah. Okay. Or do I? Hang on. Huh. No. I... Hmm. Do you know what? I don't. There I was, thinking I do, but it's because we're reviewing RRR. And I've got about an hour left of The Batman. And, uh... I'll talk about that next week, but that film is long... It's very long. <laughs> um, wow, what the fuck have I been doing with my evenings? I've got to think now. 
oh, do you know what? No, Monday I watch the fucking Apple press conference. Sunday I watch Moulin Rouge. <laughs> That's the thing is we, we, we had four movies to watch. Not had to watch, but we were watching four movies for the podcast. Mm. And one of those was three hours long. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to cut myself some slack. Yeah. It was a long bank holiday weekend and I was doing shit. Yeah, I'd cut yourself some fucking slack. So, I've got three main reviews on this one. Yeah, all right, fine. So, let's do it. Let's fucking go. It's Natcha, 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 Natcha time. Uh, RRR is directed by SS Rajamuli. And it stars... Ram Shanran, N.T. Rama Rao Jr., Alia Bat, A.J. Devin, and Ray Stevenson. Um, <laughs> so, RRR is a fictional story about two light, real-life Indian revolutionaries, Raju and Beam, and their fight against the British Raj. Set in 1920, the plot explores the undocumented period in their lives when both the revolutionaries chose to go into oblivion before they began the fight for their country. That's what Wikipedia says. But basically, these two guys, one of them represents fire, one of them represents water, and the film spends about the first 40 minutes or so talking about why they're so fucking badass, and then they become best friends. But, oh no, uh, one of them is hunting for a missing girl. Um, that's attracted the attention of the British who send out a, uh, a guy looking to be a special officer to hunt him. But that guy is the guy who's representing fire. They become best friends, but they don't know that they're actually enemies. RRR is a bit of a cultural phenomena. And it was our pleasure to watch it. We don't usually do this these days, but I'm going to start with a question for the both of you. Go on. When that truck crashed into the English settlement and (laughs) the things flew out of the fucking boxes, was that one of the best moments of your life? Um, It was up there. I think at that moment... I think we'd already separately at two different points turned around to each other in this movie and gone, this might be the best movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) At two separate points for that. I think both of us turned around at that point, looked at each other and went, go on then. (laughs) The bit bit when um, they they were very evidently about to start fucking just dancing at the fucking stuffy English people at the Junkana Club party... We both just looked at each other and went, this is going to be magnificent, isn't it? <laughs> like, this, is gonna, this is going to be an actual dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, really. yeah, it's a fucking joy of a movie, yeah. is this. Yeah. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's saying some shit, but it's not, it's not saying shit in an eat-your-vegetables kind of way at all. God, no. I... I think I've said this on the podcast before. I, I, I'm a, if if you have the balls to put your cred, opening credits like <laughs> midway through a fucking movie yeah. or like 30 minutes into a movie or something like that and you can pull it off 
then I am very much like, well done, you've probably got an extra star for that. And this gets it like 45 minutes in, but it gets it at exactly the right moment because the sequence that is before it is fucking brilliant. Oh, that's the bit with the bridge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It's... I don't want to give too much away because I want literally everyone to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm the same. It, it's it's three hours long. It's, is, that, is, is, is that, you know, that one bit with the bridge? Because I'm trying to be really vague. Yeah. <laughs> it's three hours long, right? But is there any... Question to both of you. Do you think there's at any point there's, 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 there's like a bit of fat on it that could be trimmed off no or does it just use all of its time really nicely yeah, it the, all of its time. The, the thing is we were talking about Moulin Rouge about the second half how it gets a bit slow but the thing is here all I'm about is I just want them to be best friends again <laughs> and what do I need to have to happen for them to be best friends again thank you very much Lottie you'll have 50p deposited in your bank account yeah doing a dance okay sorry don't change it now i'm not gonna change it 50p what you would have done it for 10 pence i'll you remember that for next week no. what no I, I won't do it anymore for 10 pence I'll do a one-time offer. that was my one-time offer yeah. oh well i've screwed myself over then haven't I? um i'm gonna get back onto recording the podcast and that's all right babs love you okay love you all right bye-bye um Gave Lottie 75p last week for beers and uh, this week 50p. <laughs> I'm winning. You are um, on that one, yeah. But yeah. Oh, man. So the. But yeah, I just wanted them to be friends again. Like, the way. So, uh, Donna, like, I had to watch this in a few parts. And the bit where the things are released from the crates towards the end of the first half, <laughs> Donna just turned to me and said. There's still like an hour and a half of this left to go. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I've got no idea what's going to happen. So the second half where there's that period where they're not friends, all I wanted them to do was to realise that they were like on e- each other's side. And then the, but the thing is, the second half then starts with a revelation that I did not see coming and some backstory and I was just after that I was like please I need you to be friends but then spoiler alert when they're friends again it's Nirvana (laughs) yeah the the, the wondrous thing of of going but how are they going to deal with with the fact that he can't walk his legs (laughs) oh god yeah you do it you watch it going right if you were to explain this to somebody they would go that sounds ridiculous and you go yeah "Yeah, it does doesn't it but it works Yeah, I, I turned around to you tonight at one point and went, I really, really hope that some man's got a really good backstory because I can't take it if he's a baddie. <laughs> oh, but he does. He does. Oh, he does. With like, it a long just... con. I mean, yeah. I, it's right from the off where you've got the introduction of fire. of uh, uh, That's Raju, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And just like the... He's such a fucking badass. And the way that he's fighting all those guys off, it's like, holy fucking shit, does he want to be special officer? 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um but but then like when they he first becomes friends with Bean, I'm just thinking like, well, is he just trying to kind of like get like get get in his good graces? Are they just gonna do that like he knows that he's against him, but he's pretending to be his friend? No. They legitimately do that thing on the bridge. And I thought, because I really thought it was Raja, just knew, right, Beam, he's the guy I'm looking for. But no, they just come together and they find each other and then they're just friends. And you have got those songs. And the songs in this are so fucking descriptive and they're incredible. <laughs> and like, it just, it because this film isn't Bollywood because it wasn't made in, in the, 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 the region of India in which Bollywood films are made. But it's like, if... These films are, are, are all like this, where the songs are just telling you the plot in just the most sincere fucking way on earth. My God, am I in the tank? Because it, it just... It's so full of meaning and warmth. And uh, I it just sound so basic, but I just want them to be friends so fucking bad. <laughs> and when they're friends, it is the best fucking thing on earth. Yeah, it's, um, I, th- I think part of it is the fact that they just look like they're really happy being friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it kind of killed me a little bit though when when Raja kind of was like, "No, I can't, I can't do it. I can't just let him hang. I can't. I'm gonna go save him." But then he saves him, but he doesn't know that he saved him because oh, he thinks he's still a bad And then yeah, and then he runs away, and he's still thinking, "Oh, that guy was a prick, wasn't he? Fucking special officer. What a prick!" Yep. And then he finds. Sita and like learns the whole story and he's like shit yeah but then then he runs around a British <laughs> barracks with him on his shoulders yeah because he's got really good upper body strength really because he's been doing strength. the pull ups yeah and he can run really fast yeah, yeah. Um, and then the reloading oh, no, around the reloading stuff. of the guns oh, when he keeps dropping great. the guns down and yeah, he just can't lift his fingers up and going click <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's joy. Yeah. It's And then he gets some orange trousers from nowhere. fucking who knows where. Nowhere. And a bow and arrow. But it's brilliant. Let's his hair down. It just looks like literally like a fucking painting of a hero. Yeah. It's you're watching it just going. This should be stupid. This shouldn't be this shouldn't be as good as it is, but I am having so much fucking fun with this. Oh my fucking god, and that dance at the end it, as well. The dance number at the end. Yep. Just wonderful. Uh, um, it, it is. I mean, Nacho, Nacho, Nacho is <laughs> fucking incredible. Just the the way that they are just having this dance, the, the dance off, and basically defeat the British Empire through dance <laughs> is. It's just uh, it's just incredible. And then at the end of that, what's happening? One of them's giving the other one a piggyback ride. <laughs> <laughs> just so good but and it, it, the, the, the thing is you can say like the right in the writing's not great and like it is it is cheesy but it's that cheese in that kind of like the best hollywood blockbuster cheese way and it's so earnest just, as well like it doesn't feel oh, cynically cheesy yeah. or just cheesy because it's crap it's it's cheesy because it just really wants to just say what he wants to say and portray these bros having this fucking really like great fucking friendship so it's not it's not crap cheesy somehow no 
No, but also just with some of the most fucking bonkers let's go action you've ever seen. And does it does it make sense? No, but it's like you said, Bex, it's all so earnest that you just go with it. You absolutely just let yourself just wallow in in RRR. It honestly it's probably going to be in my top three of the year. I fuck, I loved it, and I'm really looking forward to watching it again. And it's three hours long. Oh, we, we've lost just, you. Oh, sorry, uh, we lost you a second there. Sorry, our. Sorry, I, I, I just. I, <laughs> I was just saying, I, I, I cannot wait to watch it again. It's three hours long, and it will probably it. Between the Northman, everything everywhere, and RRR, that's a hell of a top three for so far <laughs> this year. And like, what were, what were we talking about? Um, uh, the fucking Top Gun Maverick, Jesus Christ! You know, so that's a hell of a top four. We were just talking last bloody week about the top three being like one that you'd be happy with at the end of the year. I've got a bloody top four. I'd be happy with the end of the year now. Yeah, the thing about it is as well with um, RRR is I genuinely I would consider it a personality defect if somebody watched that and didn't like it. There'll be so many people though that won't give it a chance because it's subtitled. Probably yeah, which but... I, I which I can almost understand because it's a three-hour subtitled movie although people say oh people should just you know, get over it some people just don't like it and it's a lot of time to take out of somebody's free time mm. for that but if you are a film fan you have to watch this movie yeah yeah because it's fucking yep. brilliant it's one of the few times that people will get where the it, it actually the hype is actually very justified. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep, yeah, uh, it just it terrific fun, terrific fun, and it uh, Patrick Willems like no like famed YouTube video essayist did a video on this, and some of the clips that he's got of audiences watching it in the cinema, fucking hell! Oh my. God, would I like to have been there? Yeah, if it, it's, if, uh, if this somehow yeah. got like a little cinematic release, oh, I'd love that. I'd go and see it again yeah. happily. It did, did it? It, I, it did. It, yeah, it played in Cineworlds and stuff, but it just it hadn't got the the buzz yet, the the notice at that point because it, it's like my Cineworld in Cardiff. Fair play, the amount of India region films they play is something else. But because these films don't get nationally press screened, um, they just don't really get any attention. Um, any attention, um, and it's such a shame. But now this is on Netflix. Unfortunately, not in its na- local di- uh, dialogue track, which is weird. Uh, I, I believe it's in Hindi, um, but if the, the 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 language isn't naturally Hindi. It, uh, to to go, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to offend with the pronoun- my pronunciation. So I'm, I'm, you know, but um, 
but yeah, yeah. It, it, so, but at least with Netflix, it and it's been in the top ten, like in Netflix as well. Like it's making an impression, um, and yeah, like I say, just one of the films of the year. I mean, emphatically, definitely not shit. And like you said, Mark, if you don't like it, I, 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 I basically, if you don't like it and you're listening to this, wow would genuinely be interested to hear from you. Yeah, it, it is. I don't... I, I wouldn't... And that's not a... I'm not meaning that in a an aggressive way. I'm just... I, 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 it's... The movie ha- literally has something for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and the, 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 like you said, the musical numbers there. The action's fantastic. The musical numbers feel worthy of it and fun. They're so well done as well. Yeah. Um, the songs, you know, the, the, lyrically, they are so on point. <laughs> oh, so on point. <laughs> but yeah, that you're almost watching it going, you're almost expecting kind of like one of the British, like, um, fucking, one of the British psych sergeants to turn up and it to be like fucking Will Ferrell or somebody like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's not, but it, it, it's almost it's almost pitched like that. Yeah. But the action is fucking that opening action bit, the fire bit, is. It's not quite there, but it, it, it it's skirting around John Wick levels of badassery. You know when you're watching going. Yeah. Oh, what? The fight choreography is fantastic. Yeah, you watch it going, why is he about to fucking jump into that? He can't. Oh, wait. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. He's doing all right for oh, himself. Oh, he's always there. fighting a tiger. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the tiger that you're like, let's say, going, he's fighting, a, he's, fighting like, uh, he's fighting like a big fucking wolf, like a leopard or something like that. A big wolf in it that he's fighting at the start. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, a tiger comes out and it's like, oh shit, the tiger's going through it now. Fucking hell. Mark then went through some kind of weird existential moment when he googled how big are tigers and realised they are actually fucking massive. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. tigers can't be that fucking big. Mm-hmm. That's massive. And found it was like, holy shit, Becky, do you know tigers were this big? <laughs> and he tried to claim leopards weren't real. No, I didn't. I said one of the big cats isn't real. And I couldn't work out which one it was. I thought it was leopards for a moment. And I remember it was, and I remember it was black panthers aren't real. Panthers are real. They're, pa- black, they're a colloquial right. name for black leopards. Yeah, that's fine, but they're not. The black panther itself isn't a real animal. Mm. That's what I was meaning. Okay. <laughs> you are funny. <sighs> but yeah, I did have a brief moment, but I couldn't I mean... remember which big cat was not real. <laughs> so, so I googled. Which big cat isn't real? <laughs> I mean, well, well done, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Did not anticipate a film I'd never heard of, which was a three-hour Indian epic with subtitles, being my favourite film of this week. Not gonna lie. No. And yet here we are. I mean, I am glad that Ian. The thing is, I wanted to watch it, but I was always put off by the fact that. It's a three-hour, like, essentially like a occupation epic. Yeah. Oh, how many times when we were watching it did we go, we're horrible, aren't yeah, we? We're the shit. British are we're the worst. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Like, the fucking the guy with the goatee beats him at the uh, mechanics at the garage. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. I, I, I was going mm. to fucking really hope something horrible happens to yeah. him. What a prick. What a prick. Yeah. Yeah. A fucking great movie. What yeah. a fucking picture. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not shit, baby. Yeah, definitely not shit. We got an audience poll for that, Mark. Yeah. I'm just contemplating whether or not... The thing is, I've given this four and a half out of five. It's five star bang. Oh, right? mate, I, I I wavered. I went full five. And I think I might be full five. <coughs> but I think I might actually be fallout for it. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, wow. Nice. For these reasons, which... You can tell whether or not would this count as a fallout or this just counts as an emphatic definitely not shit. I just love the fact that it is pure joy of a movie. Fallout. That it, it's just... Yeah, fair. It is just pure joy. It might not end up being my film of the year, but for for watching and going, oh fuck. What? So if we're defining fallout as... It not you know not necessarily just meaning like the film of the year, but pure. I don't care. It's a five star. I I don't care. It's pure joy. Yeah. Yeah. Fallout. Fine. Yeah. Fallout. Because that's what it was for me. It was pure joy every moment. The the bits. It's got six or seven bits that you go. Do you know what? That's that's incredible. Yeah. The yeah. fucking the opening bit where the, the opening that's forty minutes into it mm. where they're communicating with each other going, You go that way and you go that way and they're going, Yeah, and I'm going, What the fuck's going on here? And then they spin round under the what is it and he's got the Indian independence flag. Yeah. And it's going oh, through, yeah. through, with that flag? Oh. through the water. <laughs> and I'm thinking, but why has he got the flag? And then when you realise the reason is it's so that he can wrap himself with it oh. as he's going back through the flame. And then they swing back and they grab arms. Yeah. And the kids fucking safe. Yeah. And it's that. And you'll watch it going. It's another one of those moments where, yes, it might not be the greatest movie of all time, but in that moment, there is no way you can convince me at that moment that, that you can tell me that there's a better movie than that at that moment. Because mm. it's glorious. Yeah. And then him running around with the guy on his shoulders later on. Oh, and the fact that he like hooks him up with Jenny, yep. and like corrects him on his on her name. The fact that because he's getting confused because he can't understand what he's saying, he's doing this weird bobblehead movement instead of nodding or shaking yeah. his head. Yeah, the, I just love them the both. The so genuine much. look of joy on the guy who plays um, Beam's face um, when they're doing that fucking dance where they're just having a shake on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> there um. is just. The look on that man's face. That man could tell me that my entire family had been murdered with that face and I'd be like, I'm alright with this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Great film. Fallout. Yeah. And our audience poll uh, was definitely not shit, 66%. Um, touching Cloth, 5%. Miserable Twats, 2%. And Geostorm, uh, 27%. <laughs> The thing is, I kind of understand the Geo I story. kind of understand the Geo I, 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, it just, yeah. I, oh, Ant 
you know, it, 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 yeah, fucking Alison Doody, yeah. yeah. Wow. Sorry, sorry, Ian. Completely I mean, she a fantastic dickhead performance as well. Oh, yeah. She Where she's just like, whip out. yeah, yeah, that's not hurting him enough. Try this. Yeah. And she's just got it with her. Yeah. It's fucking... And Rip Stevenson's response is, you're particularly vicious today, my dear. <laughs> the thing is, it's like, it's like Triple X Return of Xander Cage for me. Where it's like, it is very, very fucking silly. But I don't care. But this has got much better action and a better story and people I care about more than Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Where I defend that film, I had it in my top ten of that year. RRR is like the nuclear powered version of that. Yeah. It's it, it's made me go. Do you know what? You need to you need to go when you look at something going. Yeah, but there's this, this, or this. You need to go. No, just watch it. Just watch it. Take a bit more of a. Ch- it's told me I need to take a few more chances with what I watch. Mm. I'm looking at all the um, all these sort of random Indian ones they've got showing at Cineworld at the moment. I'm thinking there might be a gem in there. <laughs> <laughs> there might be, yeah. It is. It is. I mean, it's great. Like just how many random Indian films there are on at Cineworld. And like I said earlier on, I wish that, and it may well be the distributors' like issue that they're not actually putting these out for review before they come out, but I would love to actually hear, is this film actually worth a go? Mm. Because I would go watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh God, I'd love to have seen RRR in the cinema. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, what a treat. What a treat. Um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Twitter questions? Well, the question that I asked our uh, beloved audience uh, was uh, top five really hot movies, because obviously with the sad news last week that, that really ought to pass. Mm. Um, uh, so, Rick Kidd um, says, Killing Them Softly at number five, Feel the Dreams at number four. The Many Saints of Newark at number three, Copland at number two, and Goodfellas at number one. I think Rick might have it. He's real good in Many Saints of Newark. He's really good in Many Saints of Newark, yeah. Um, Andrew, Andrew Jones says, um, honourable mention for Hubie Halloween. Well played, Andrew. Um because I think genuinely, I think between me, Andrew, uh, and yourself, Ian, we all quite enjoyed Hubie Halloween, didn't we? I like Hubie Halloween, um, yeah. Um, but he's at uh, number five, Field uh, of Dreams, number four, Place Beyond the Pines. Of course, he was in that. Number three, Heartbreakers. Yeah. Strong shout for Heartbreakers, that he's great in Heartbreakers. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, number two, Observe and Report. Strong one. Uh, and number one, again, Goodfellas. So the thing is, whenever I think of the place beyond the pines, all I think of is Ben Mendelsohn. Either if you're going to ride like um, uh, lightning, uh, funny, you're going to crash like lightning. Yeah. And the, just that bit so where Ben Mendelsohn's got that dog. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to do that with Keeks, and I can't do it anymore because she's too heavy and it breaks my heart. <laughs> but yeah. What's 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 your specs? Honestly, I, I feel like I'm not familiar enough with the back catalogue of Really Otter to make this call so I feel like we need to do a really Otter retrospective 
We, I, I'll kind of try to do that with you a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we should watch a few, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I think mine hmm. are Narc, uh, Heartbreakers, Copland, Something Wild, and Goodfellas. Can I have an honourable mention for a TV one? Sure. He's real fucking good in the in the league. He's fantastic in the league. Yeah. So in the league, really, Otto plays uh, one of the characters' boss. Yeah. But he's like, it, it, essentially, the character is a, a a very sleazy lawyer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, who? What is it? The episode I think when really Otto's in it the most. When he doesn't want to get sick. He didn't want to get well, sick, but he's no, but, the, the, sick, the, but he's trying to defend um, a uh, a paint company against getting sued because their paint cans keep exploding, mm. and the, re- the what they use to do it is look if you're buying too cheap paint, you should kind of expect it to, it to explode. <laughs> 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 that's that's the defense they're using. But the bit. The bit that, that always really gets me is, you know, when he takes him golfing. Yeah. Um, With the EpiPen. Yeah, and he's like, oh no, no, it's it's an allergic reaction. I get really, really bad hay fever, and he's like, over him with the EpiPen. He's like, no, no, it's a cold, it's a cold, it's a cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. Oh, he's really good in identity as well. He's just a great. He was a. He, yeah. he, he was great at being sinisterly scary as fuck, or ridiculously manically funny. Hannibal when he's got his head locked off. Top of his head locked, yep. locked off. That's good. What are yours, Ian? Sorry, I did interrupt you there. No, I mean, I, to be fair, these are questions for the audience, so I don't necessarily plan them in advance. But I, I did like Rick's list. Mm. Like I, I vibed with that. I've never seen Heartbreakers. Oh, so mate. it kind of feels like I should. Heartbreakers is a fucking great time. Um, it, I mean... For a start, it's got really hot in a proper comedic fun performance. Uh, Gene Hackman in one of his last performances, and has um, Sigourney Weaver singing back in the USSR in a Russian accent at one point. Oh wow! It's it's a fun time, and Jason Lee plays the straight guy in it. <laughs> that sounds special. Yeah, it's a it's a really fucking good time. It's it's, it's heartbreakers. Did we see that cinema backs? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and then we have we've had a few questions. Uh, I just need to find them. Uh, let me find them. Oop, that's wrong. That's not where you find big things. Uh, there we go. Uh, Andrew Jones, with the Jurassic World ending on Friday, uh, what films do you think would be better if they had an influx of dinosaurs? Dash cam. Um, fucking Annie Hardy. Fair enough. Avatar. <laughs> 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 Avatar is halfway through just starting hearing the Jurassic Park music and just a lot of fucking dinosaurs warp. A lot of blue dinosaurs just warp by. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they'd destroy everything, wouldn't they? Yeah. Either that or the Navi and the humans would find a common purpose. <laughs> Who will win? Right, let's find out. Um, what film will be made better by dinosaurs? Fuck it. 
let's have let's let's have the, the 11th Fast and Furious movie be somehow <laughs> be somehow they drive in so the, fast that they, that they go back they in go time. back in time <laughs> and Dominic Toretto gets out of the car and he's just looking round like his fucking forest and thinking he's in Miami and then all of a sudden a fucking pterodactyl just swoops down <laughs> yeah. and he just turns round and goes I hate to get back to my family yeah. <laughs> Say what? What about Nomadland? Except it's just like it's like all herbivores, so it's the exact same film, but you've just got like a brontosaurus in the background. I mean, it would definitely improve it. Yep. Yes, it would. There's <laughs> a triceratops working in Amazon. <laughs> just in a vest, a hive's vest. Yeah, just slapping yeah, labels on things. Yeah. <laughs> and just a, just a really fucking angry Diplodopus trying to fucking clock out at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's that shot at the end of Nomadland where it's like, it's just like a shot from the inside of a kitchen out a window. And it's just a triceratops walking about. <laughs> just carrying a briefcase. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ethan M. Barr, bit off topic what are your, some of your favourite books could be film related or whatever you fancy well my, my literal favourite book is 1984 and then I realised a couple of weeks ago that also one of my favourite books is The Bell Jar but I'm really un- it makes me really uncomfortable reading it because it's very good you, you used to be that it's one of those things where you think that 1984 might be your favourite no, book. No, that was To Kill a Mockingbird. No, to Kill a Mockingbird is your favourite book, but it actually might be The Bell Jar. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually 1984. But that's it, it, that's not, that's a non-movable. I could I could sit down and read 1984 in a day without stopping. It, it's just one of them. So that's that's kind of, what do you call it when it's there in Italian? Pantheon. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's 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 the number two spot that's movable. But the bell jars there at the moment. I, I assume we're talking fiction. I think you can go wherever you want with it. Yeah, I don't think it's specified. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's just the choreography. Yeah, all right. The choreography is fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and like the first one that came to mind for me was uh, Enduring Love by Ian McEwan. Um, which was turned into a film which had some kind of plot elements like changed. Very, very good film. Daniel Craig, Reese Evans, Samantha Morton. Mm. But the, um, the 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 books like wonderful, and it um, studied it in GCSE English and uh, had a very uh, yeah really really inspiring teacher who. Um, pointed out some really interesting things about it, but also was a teacher who I both um, swapped DVDs with because, like, she had an interest in film and actually introduced me to Sight and Sound, but also, in that same two-year period, gave me a school report that called me the most abusive, obnoxious, and disruptive pupil she's ever had the misfortune of teaching. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> Varied relationship with yeah, them. Yeah, bit of a mix. Bit of a mix. Um, yeah, uh, so, I wasn't that bad. 
I don't think. Did you, did, you, did, you, did you just recommend a bad film to her? And <laughs> she just never forgave you for it? I, don't, I genuinely don't know. But the, th- the thing is, it's like I did... Um, no, it wasn't GCSE. It was A-level. And I'll tell, tell you why I remember that now. Because I failed uh, like uh, a module about it, like a bit of coursework. About, no, it wasn't coursework. It was an exam um, about it. And then I redid the exam, but the only reason why I did redid the exam is because I wanted to write the word fuck in an exam paper. Um, and like quoting Enduring Love and putting fuck in it. And I did that, and I literally got 40 out of 40 on that paper. And um, like, so it's blowing, blowing my own trumpet here, but the original marker said. 39 out of 40 then it was remarked they gave it 40 out of 40 and said i see nothing wrong with this exam paper and i literally ran into her class during a class threw it at her and went how's this for abusive and disruptive and then ran out (laughs) sounds a little bit abusive and disruptive well played <laughs> but, yeah you know uh but yeah miss carpenter i you know it, good good lady good lady um and i obviously did some shit to piss her off but she also literally lent me dvds of raging ball and annie hall and they were the first time i ever watched those two films so you know like that that's that's not nothing that's not nothing um, what were we talking about? Favorite books. books. Yeah, Enduring Love. It's a really, really fucking good book, but it also has fuck in it, and I wrote it in an exam paper because I'm a rebel. <laughs> Mark. What? Did you say yours? Have you got one? Yeah, favorite book. I've read things. Oh, yours is probably American Psycho, isn't it? It is American yeah. Psycho. Yes, my favorite book of all time is American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. What? I, the thing is, I enjoy reading. It's, it's unreadable. It's an unreadable book. I fucking adore Don't that book. Don't need to know about the off-white spots on his cornflower blue tie tied in an Oxford fucking knot for four pages. I was, I was fine with that. I've read it multiple times. Um, but I tend to read fiction books more than I read fact books so more than I read uh, read, read factual books rather than yeah. fiction books so um, like Peter Biskin's Easy Riders and Raging Bulls mm. um, I've read that I tend to read that like every every like seven or ten years for simple fact is when I first read it I loved it but I've maybe seen like a tenth of the movies that were referenced. Yeah. Then when I read it like ten years later, I'd maybe seen half of the movies referenced. Mm. And then when I read it a couple of years ago, I'd seen like 85, 90% of the movies referenced. So I'm getting a more from it the more I go through. And when I first read it, it was virtually, you know, you just couldn't get hold of a lot of those movies. So now reading it, I'd probably be able to go, well, I can probably make a list and I could probably, in some way or form, get hold of pretty much every movie that's referenced in it. Oh, yeah. 
Killing Joke's one you reread quite a lot as well, isn't it? Yeah, Killing Joke. I mean, Watchmen is up there. Watchmen's fucking I adore great. Watchmen. Killing Joke is, is absolutely brilliant. Um, if we're bringing like, graphic novels into it, um, The Long Halloween is, is fantastic. Mm. And was clearly a big influence on The Batman. And you know, there's elements to that joke. In there. Every time you reference The Batman now, my brain just sings that song that you both decided that that car advert sang. Ian, would yeah. do. It's the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Batman. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's all the score. I tell you what, my two hours into the Batman, other than mixing up Ave Maria, that's all the score does. <laughs> it's very prevalent. Also, obviously, I've never met a Stephen King book. Actually, I've met one Stephen King book that I didn't like. Ooh, which? Oh, the one that he co-wrote with his fucking son. Cannot get more than ten pages into that book, and it's where it very, very obviously switches from Stevie's character uh, chapter to Owen's chapter. Really, no Joe King ones. Joe King. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he goes by Joe King, Mark. No, he goes by Joe somebody else, doesn't it? Oh. But he is Joe King, isn't it? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Joe Hill, isn't it? Joe Hill, yeah. Yeah. I um, I haven't actually no, and the Black Phone, which I don't know if I've mentioned, I'm really looking forward to. Um, is written by him so hmm. we have another question uh, Rick Kidd really a lot of famously voiced um, Tommy Vincetti in the main character in Grand Theft Auto Vice City who would you like to voice a game character and what character can be an existing character or you can dream one up it's an interesting one this I would quite like Kurt Russell to voice Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like Werner Herzog to voice Solid Snake. Um, I would like David Lynch to voice Astro Bot from the Astros Playroom game on the PlayStation 5. Um, I think he would be uh, 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 wonderfied by the cooling springs for anyone who's played a PlayStation 5. They'll understand that reference, I think. Um, I'll think of some more. I, I'd like I'd like uh, Matthew Wincott to voice Luigi in a game. Oh, that's a good choice. But at the same time, I'd also want, in the same film, the same game, I'd want Mario to be voiced by Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, Mario's voicing Bowser. Uh, Mario's voicing Bowser. Um, Seth Rogen's voicing Bowser. Is he in the Mario movie? I swear it's supposed to be Seth Rogen. Oh, God, have I dreamt that? Is he, but another genuine that could happen would be Seth Rogen doing Mario and Jason Manzoukas doing Luigi. Oh, Jason Manzoukas is a good call. Yeah. No, Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. Of course he is. Jack yeah. Black's Bowser. That kind of makes Jack sense. Jack Black's Bowser. Jack Black as Bowser makes sense. I'd actually I mean, to be fair, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong's pretty great. Yeah. As soon as you said, um, what's it? Kurt Russell. My brain went, oh, can you imagine a fucking escape from New York game? game. Yeah. Well, that can be it. That can be you. One you can dream up. 
But it's still clever. I mean, I'm literally just streaming up a, g- a game adaptation there, yeah. aren't I? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to make a pledge right now. Go it's on. not film related. What? I'm going to fucking read that book. <laughs> it's going to be my next book after Illustrated Man. Fair enough. Um, that was the last question we had. Fucking Owen King. Okay, so. What could be next week? Well here? done, everyone. We are going to be covering um, the film which is getting awful reviews, but do you know what? So did Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So, I like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, actually. Yeah, like that really gothic feel to it, didn't it? Yep. I am going to Jurassic World Dominion with Donna and Lottie and uh, two friends of ours and their two kids in IMAX. Um, (laughs) We are going to have... (laughs) Oh, we are going to have a great time. Lottie is going to be bored as fuck uh but she said that she wanted it basically the two kids of the friends of ours one of them is really into dinosaurs and i was basically like i'll just take harrison i i will take harrison to go watch jurassic world because i know he's going to enjoy it and his parents were just like well we don't go to the cinema because i i take them to the, the, the kids to the cinema like relatively often and that his parents were like, okay, well, you know, we'll come along as well. We'd like to watch Jurassic World. Like, we don't go to the cinema, but we watch it. And Lottie was just like, well, if you're all going, I'm going to go. But if she dares go, I'm bored, blah, 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 ever so sorry, that's going to be a Donna job. Yeah. It's Jurassic World Dominion. I have such a soft spot for these fucking films that nothing is going to stop me from enjoying it. If I come out of Jurassic World Dominion and go, that was shit, I, my heart will break. So the fact the reviews are very, very, very sniffy about it, I will see. Oh, people love to be sniffy about it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to point fingers at people because it might be that people are just right about it. But it does seem like because of one of the main actors in that movie, people are desperate for it to be branded as crap. Yeah, and I mean, I'm still living in a vague hope that he gets eaten fairly early on, and it's just um, the old school Jurassic Park crew mainly. Bryce can get eaten as well, but it's not going to happen. No. But he's he's fine in. I stuff. really don't want to be stuck with Jeff Goldblum for the entire movie. Sam Neill, I'm right with Sam Neill and Laura Dern, yeah. but I'm, I'm kind of over the isn't Jeff Goldblum so cool thing. We shall see. Um, but also, we've got the Adam Sandler basketball yeah, film Hustle, which came out on Netflix today, today as it? we record. I thought, it was, yep. I thought it was Friday it came out. No, it's out. Not that Netflix would tell you that. <laughs> but it's out. Nice. So, yeah, we will be... We will be reviewing them. So, what a show it's been. It's been a roller coaster ride of feeling really uncomfortable about talking about a film that we didn't like and talking very comfortable about a film that we really liked. And men. <laughs> um... So, 
thank you very much, folks, for listening. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Film Bastards. Seriously, if you listen to Film Bastards and you want more of this kind of stuff, there's plenty of it on the Patreon. Do it. Yep. Why not? $2 a month. We, we understand a lot of folks offer Patreons, but we offer new content every single fucking week. And not all Patreons do that. I'm just... You know, I'm not throwing shade, but not all of them do that. Nope. So, and also, I had a really good idea for a marathon for, towards the end of the year that I've already forgotten. Well, you are an idiot. <laughs> but it'll come back to me. No, actually, I've remembered it now. You are an idiot. Yeah, I've remembered it now, though. What was it? So, you know, we always do it with directors. Mm. I think we should do all of the James Cameron movies leading up to Avatar. Jesus fucking wept. There's not that many. No, I mean, uh, like my boner is as huge as the Empire State Building. Yep, we've got. Like, I'm, I'm. What have we got? There's not that many. There's only like six, maybe seven. There's got to be more. Okay, Piranha Two. Twenty-six. Terminator. No, just actual aliens, films that you made. Not even. Not Terminator like... Two. True Lies. Titanic. Avatar. Fuck off, there's only six. There is it there is Piranha Part Two. Yeah. Terminator. Aliens. Terminator. The Abyss. Aliens. Terminator Two. Oh the Abyss, I'm missing. Terminator, Terminator two. two. True Lies. Tit- Titanic. True Lies. Titanic. Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Eight. Eight. <laughs> so we'd need to start it what probably we... around early November. What do we call it? True bastards, bastards lies. True bastards are like. I do like true. Oh bastards. no! How about how about Piranha Two, the bastards? On <laughs> <laughs> the first Piranha Giordante. Yeah. The only issue that we've got there is that the sequels involved, so we'd have to watch. No one. I can't watch Piranha 2 without having seen Piranha. I'm not going to watch Aliens having not rewatched Alien. I think you're alright to rewatch Alien, and I think you're okay to watch Piranha 2. Piranha 2. Yeah. To be fair, Bex, yeah, that's two extra films you have to watch. It's not that bad. One of them is one of your favourite films. And Piranha's good. One of them I won't be watching. Because I have made a promise to myself to go to my grave not having seen Avatar. Well, you also made a promise to our patrons. It's your idea. I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I told you this earlier. I'm the ideas man. Oh, I tell you what. I tell you what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a thing now as well, right? So I'm in Florida, September and early October. I thought you meant right Universal now. Halloween. <laughs> no, no, sorry. The Universal Halloween Horror Nights are happening. I'm gonna say it. If we can get up to the magic number of 25 patrons, I will go to the Halloween Horror Night that was publicised today. If if the dates allow, to the Halloween Horror Night that was publicised today, where it is you in a house being stalked by Michael Myers. <laughs> oh my god. Genuinely, people, please patron for that. It's two dollars worth but... You cannot imagine how uncomfortable Ian will be doing that. Are you going to live stream it? I doubt you'll be allowed to. If I can, oh. if, if, if I'm allowed to do any video content, I will. 
Otherwise, I will record a podcast. If the Halloween one is not available that night, I will do another one. I am. I've got a high. I'm. I've got a higher car myself. I can drive there myself if I have to do it by myself. I'd like to think someone would join me, but <laughs> if they don't, that's fine. I'll do it by myself. Um, and yeah, I will be stalked by Michael Myers. Nice. That sounds great. It sounds amazing. 25 pounds. Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> but I'll do it. And I'm kind of looking for an excuse to go, but at the same time, I don't want an excuse to go. I'm going to kind of let fate decide. If we reach the magic number of 25 patrons and more than 25 people listen to this show a fucking week, I'll tell you that right now. If more than 25 patrons... No, 25 or more, I will do that. And any content related to that will only be for patrons. Nice. So what do you need to sign up? Just like an email address? Yes. You can set up multiple Hotmail addresses, can't you? <laughs> I'll, t- I'll be able to tell. Whatever. Well, because one of, one of my one of my terrible pseudonyms will be this isn't Mark. <laughs> this is still not Mark. We've got four email addresses between us of this. This is still not Mark too. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I can sell you guys on it, you, you know, like you guys will get some of that money back. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be funny. That would be funny. Yeah, but yeah, it. it Imagine Gen- Ian playing it feels like it's the... Resident Evil, but live. <laughs> but live. Oh, actually, and I, I, I know we're going on a bit, but Bex, did you see that the PlayStation VR 2 is going to have Resident Evil Village available in VR and the Resident Evil 4 remake? Ooh, no, I didn't. No. Let's get back on the game. Yep, yeah, you only need to buy... You only need to buy a PlayStation 5 and a PlayStation VR 2, and you can do that as well. <laughs> a bit to buy there, Ian. <laughs> High bar, but you know, hey, get some patrons. But yeah, no, a Halloween Horror Nights thing, it's not like I'm in Florida every year. It kind of feels like maybe I need to do that, but I just need to convince people to go with me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I often think of that, that time you were playing, um, oh, which one was it? Uh, Resident Evil 7 yeah and, and hiding from Marguerite when she's like searching for you in the hallway comes up yep. in my brain often that was fucking ter- that was fucking terrifying I was lit just VR is crazy the fact that I was literally <coughs> crouching down peeking round a corner to see whether she'd gone or not <laughs> is wild uh, wild I love it I think we might have to get VR at some point. Yeah, we're going to have to give it a go, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> you and VR would be amusing. Whatever. <laughs> I've tried to look around corners I when mean... we're watching films. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Oculus Quest, you can get Resident Evil 4 in that now. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. But, I mean, it. honestly, that was something else like just the the, the 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 way it's i know it sounds stupid but it's right there she's right there is that still on the you YouTube know, and just channel 
I don't know. It, it might be. I don't know. I might try and find but it just... watch that. <laughs> it was a good time. Just the... Just the peaking, and just the fact that I was literally crouched. <laughs> but the thing is, that was pretty Kiki. I can't imagine doing that now with Kiki about. She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Actually, no, no, she'd just bark at me. That's the thing. I think it would be ruined. She would just bark at me. But anyway, right, anyway, this show's gone really long. Um, fuck off out of your ears. Go on. Piss off. Bye. Bye.